Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. What's going on, Raider Nation? Mikey here, along with my partner in crime, Tyler, bringing you another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Tyler, my man, how you doing over there? Doing great. Uh, real excited, as usual, for our guest this evening. Uh, and uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Doing well. Fantastic. Before we get to that, uh, allegedly Mayock believes Carr is a franchise quarterback. Can so, you believe that? Uh, yeah, who would have thunk it? I am excited for that news because that, to me, tells me that uh, that pretty much puts the last nail in the coffin of the idea that Kyler Murray was going to Oakland at uh, the fourth overall pick. Uh, I didn't believe it from the beginning, uh, but it's nice to hear it from your own GM's lips, you know, that he's like, uh, we're sticking with Gruden, or with Gruden. Yeah, we're sticking with Gruden, but we're also sticking with Derek Carr. Love to hear that because I think there are great things in store for Derek Carr in 2019 and beyond. Uh, but before we get into that, Tyler, you've got some shout outs. Who we got this week? We have got Meandre at XSoCal04. Hashtag PickWilliams4 at NSRaiderFan. Uh, Spinsky at Spinsky NFL there are from Australia. Uh, David Ladd, uh, On Air Nation. Now, for those of you who don't know, that is uh, the show that Mikey Raider does. So, Mikey Raider, On Air Nation, uh, thank you so much for the follow. Britt at R8R Hemi, Raider Hemi. Uh, West Coast Defense, Coach T. Andrew Soto, Oakland Raiders, Football Alliance. Uh, hi, I'm Mr. J at Venom Raider. Thank you, at Venom Raider. Uh, hi, Mr. J. Mr. J. Uh, FootballDieHards.com. <laughs> Death Row at Raider for Life 75. Nathaniel McAlpine. Uh, he is a young football player from Niagara. Uh, what happens in Niagara stays in Niagara, Micah. <laughs> Uh, jeez. Oh, NFL Tunes. Uh, they are in Spanish. So if you listen and you speak Spanish, go follow them at NFL underscore Tunes. John Bootsin. I think that's right. Uh, Benjamin Maglasic. Raider Homer. Uh, the Sports View. Jose R A W Caldera. Chevy Raider sixteen. Billy at Bully Barracks. Shawnee Moe. Uh, this one's kind of cool, Micah. Uh, Phil Villapiano's daughter. Now, for those of you who don't know, Phil Villapiano is a former Raiders football player, linebacker to be specific, and uh, his daughter is trying to get him into the Hall of Fame. I think he should be there, 
and uh, they followed us this week. So thank you to the Villa Pianos. Uh, Chris Gronkowski, uh, do you know who that is, Micah? Uh, Rob's younger brother? Yep, that's right. Rob Gronkowski's younger brother. And Rich... Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Yep. No, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Chris Gronkowski. And uh, at Rich... Let's see. Rich Tuiono. I think I... I hope I said that right, Rich. Uh, And uh, yeah, that's it. So I think we had like something like 24 new followers on our Twitter account. I know we had some new followers we hit 201 followers as of today, and uh, yeah, so that's all I've that's all I've got as far as shoutouts go. Awesome, dude! This thing's really growing. We're pretty excited. Thanks to all who follow us. Uh, this is just our first season. I mean, we don't actually have a full year under our belt even, and we have been getting some major shoutouts, some major love from Raider Nation. We have gotten. We've had. We have. For those of you who do not know, we actually have Oakland Raider football players that follow the podcast. I'll just leave that right there for you. That we but do. just as an FYI, call it tooting my own horn, maybe. I guess it'd be Tyler and I's horn, but you know what? I'm going to because why not, you know? <laughs> I'm feeling spicy this evening. As always, you want to get on the show? Give us a call, 208-557-9771. Leave us a voicemail. We will play it back on the podcast. We will talk about it. The only two rules, it's got to be family friendly yep. and it has to be political free. Yep. Uh, this is a politics, a no no spin zone, no politics zone, whatever you want to call it for politics. We figure if you're coming here to listen to a Raider football podcast, you want to hear Raider football, not uh, our political opinions. I know that seems like a, uh, uh, a wild idea in today's day and age Very but uh, we figure we're gonna we're gonna keep it oakland raider football so Absolutely. we'd love to hear from you though give us a call leave us a voicemail and let's talk about it man we got free agency coming up right around the corner There's we're right in the throes about. yeah well i mean we're right in the throes of the combine if that's your thing we got the draft around the corner as well hit us up let us know your thoughts also give us a follow on that twitter universe it's just at behind eyepatch Give us a follow there. You want to follow us on the what is it? The, the Book of Face, or yes. also known as Facebook. Uh, we have a group page called Behind the Eye Patch. Give us a follow there on Facebook. Enjoy us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can find this podcast on all podcast plat- pat- platforms. Blah, 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 whatever you want to say there. All podcast platforms you can find this podcast on. So whether you have, uh, if you're a an Apple person, or if you're Samsung, it doesn't matter, man. We are there. We got you covered. So we appreciate those of you who do follow the podcast, who follow us on Twitter, Facebook, perhaps even both. Uh, Much love. We do appreciate that. Speaking of guests, man, we are jacked this week to have the president of the Salt Salt City Silver and Black Fan Club, Robert Gifrido. Yes. I believe I said the last thing right. Boom. I nailed you the nailed last thing. You like that? I do. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's it's a good day so far, man. I'm going to go out and buy a lottery ticket, too. But he, the Salt City Silver and Black fan club based out of Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. We get Robert on the phone. Fantastic interview. Tyler, how about we just get right into it? Sounds good to me, man. Let's do it.
Raider Nation, we are super excited to be joined today by Robert Gafrido, Salt City Silver and Black Fan Club, head of the fan club based out of Syracuse, New York. Robert, man, we appreciate your time. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, guys. How about you? Doing well, doing, doing well. You know, it's it's we're almost at March and I can't wait for football season to start already. You know, we've uh, we've been talking about the draft, I feel like, since about October, since we figured out the Raiders were not gonna be a postseason team. So man, I'm ready to get this thing underway. 2018's in the past, and I am jacked for 2019. Super Bowl's out of the way, free agency's what? I mean, we've got the combine right around the corner. And and I am ready to get into free agency, ready to get into the draft and uh man put put the 2018 behind us <laughs> and get rolling here. So, Robert, I want to ask you with the Salt City Silver and Black Fan Club, man, how did this get started? Cuz I've seen this on 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 Twitter and uh I you know you guys have been around for a while, but can you give us a little insight to kind of the background of the fan club? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um it's kind of funny, man. I mean, first and foremost, I, I turned 50 this year, okay? I've been a Raider fan since about 1976 when I was about 18, eight years old. About, not 18, that would make me 60. Uh, <laughs> about eight years old. Um, you know, and I, I'm in Syracuse, New York. I'm 3,000 miles away from the Bay. Uh, my mom and dad tried to ram Giants and Bill stuff down my throat. But to be perfectly honest with you, I was kind of a rebel, and the Raiders spoke to me. I mean, the late 70s, the 80s, you know, they were. that was when Al Davis was welcoming in everybody who could still breathe and he thought could throw the football or hit somebody hard. And I really <laughs> identified to that. Uh, it, it was like, this was going to be my team. You know, that first Super Bowl they won in 76, I vividly remember seeing that, the, you know, the flowing hair from Bolitnikoff and Stabler. And I'm like, and, and the swagger. These guys right. spoke to me even as an eight-year-old. You know, and when you grow up in Syracuse, back then, dude, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't even have ESPN at that point. So when you're a Raider fan in Syracuse, New York, you were running to the, to the newspaper on Monday morning to find out if they won. You know, wow. anything you got was was you, you were waiting for. You know, we would pray for them to have to play the Bills, the Giants, the Jets, or Monday Night Football because then I got to watch my team. Um, fast forward. <laughs> The 80s, when I was in high school, of course, we know what the 80s were. You know, it come Super Bowl 15, if I wasn't already passionate and diehard, it happened then. Um, I will never forget that season and that game. And that just really sent me on this path throughout the rest of my life. I mean, you know, my first jersey was a Kenny King jersey. And wow. ironic, ironically, that's the last offensive player jersey I've ever owned. I'm a defensive guy through and through. Um, but I remember that. And then in 84, when I was a sophomore and they beat the skins, the Redskins were a very popular team within my high school. And here I was Monday morning, walking down the hallway with my palms out, dressed head to toe in silver and black saying, pay up boys. <laughs> um, you know, I, when Squire awesome. stepped in front of that, Scott, Squire stepped in front of that pass. And I was just, Oh my God, I was off the couch going nuts. And through the years, it's been tough to find Raider fans to hang with because we all know this. When you're a Raider fan, you want to hang with Raider fans. Um, right. And 
we've had moments in Syracuse uh, when Bob Casulo was our special teams coach. He, he, he coached here. He's from here. So a bunch of us used to hang out together at a, at a local sports bar and that was cool. But then when Bob was no longer a Raider, that kind of fell apart. And I just sort of went on this quest looking for other Raider fans. And I found little pockets here, little pockets there. Uh, and then Facebook came along and, um, I connected with John Laurel from the Silver and Black Empire in New York City. And him and Carmine started like, I, I couldn't, I didn't understand. I was like, wow, there's like fan clubs. <laughs> you know? right. And in, in 2011, I moved to Florida with my job and I got to hang with my first booster club. I went and hung out with the Florida Bay Area boosters. Uh, they had a bar in Orlando that they gathered at. And I remember how I felt that first day. I was ready to run through the wall. The, the atmosphere was electric. <laughs> Um, other teams, fans that were in other parts of the bar would come over and fist pump us all. You know, there was a family thing to that, that just made it, made me just, wow. You know what I mean? Right. Moved, left that job in 2012. I came home. Uh, my wife and I, thank God I left the job then because it was, um, that company is no longer here and I sort of saw it coming. So I moved home <laughs> wow. and my wife, my wife and I started hanging out at Buffalo wild wings, watching Raider games. And anytime I saw the shield, I'm bolting to that table. Nice. Well, 2013 season, I met Jay Morse and his then fiance girlfriend, Chelsea and Lucinda Risley. And Jay's funny. Cause he'll tell the story. He's like this crazy guy. Just kept talking about wanting to build a club and doing this and that and the other thing. And that was the year they came to the Jets and John and Carmine had said, you guys should come down to the game. We're having a tailgate. We're having a Raider weekend. You should come to New York for the game. And we did. And I, thankfully I talked Jay and Chelsea into coming down. So the four of us who we really annoyed each other that well at the time, but I remember standing there looking at them saying, we have to do this. Um, seeing what the silver and black empire built in New York city was almost biblical. You know, we <laughs> marched, we marched to the, uh, the, the bit, you know, the big Christmas tr tree down there at Rockefeller center. Mm -hmm. We marched to that tree with gorilla Rilla and crusader Raider and a column of Raider fans through New York city in December. And the, just the atmosphere was electric. And I just, I said to my wife, we're doing this. This is it, plain and simple. We're doing this. You know, John has been an awesome mentor to me. Um, he helped me with the logistics of how to get it going and how to do it. We came back home and in 14, we formed for the first time. Went looking for a, 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 a home. I put my wife and I play a lot of pool. We play a lot of APA, eight ball, nine ball. One day we're at pool league and one of the owners walks up and goes, you're a Raider fan? <laughs> and I kind of looked at him funny because I'm like, Mike, when have you ever seen me without this hat on or this? <laughs> he goes, well, I guess I never paid attention. I'm a Raider fan, too. I'm like, you're killing me, dude. <laughs> so they put long story short. He's like, well, if you need a home, this is it. So they put in the ticket for us wow. so we could get every game. And we had seven people there that first week. And we we're like, wow, how'd this happen? They were all from Wow Wings. And I think the next one we had about 15 and then we had about 20 and I was like, Holy crap, this is happening. And, uh, the following year it got bigger again. Um, we had several members of Latavius Murray's family hanging with us, which was really incredible. Great people. Oh, wow. Um, 
you know, he's from here. He's from Onondaga Central. And uh, so that was cool. And that was the year we went to Oakland for the first time, me and my wife. And I honestly, guys, I'll admit this to the nation. Uh, I teared up when I walked up that that walkway. Um, I had nice. never, never in a million years that I think I was going to actually get to Oakland for a game. And I was there. Wow. I was on hallowed ground. The following year, we Jay and Chelsea went with us. The four of us went. Um, this past year, I took seven members of the club with me. Uh, the Silver and Black Empire runs a trip every year. It's an amazing event. Love every minute of it. Um, it it's just incredible. Hard, hard to even put my, wrap my head around it. Here's where things got interesting. In 2016, our home bar burned down. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, wife and I were there playing a pool match that night. We went home and woke up in the morning to pictures on the news of our pool hall and our Raider bar burning to the ground. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So, and that was in April, thank God, because that meant that, you know, it was out of season. So we all sort of went, what are we going to do? Well, the gentleman who owned that place happened to know another bar about a mile and a half away whose general manager is a Raider fan. It's called the Spinning Wheel, Spinning Wheel <laughs> no Restaurant. No kidding. No kidding. And the Spinning Wheel is a major clam bake place. They run massive clam bakes for unions and businesses and all that. But they have this nice little bar. We went and met with him and he literally said, I'm in. I went, what? He said, yeah, I'm in. I'll get the ticket put in next week. I was like, wow. Oh, hey, um, long story short, we've been there two years now. Uh, matter of fact, him and his wife, whose parents own the bar, they went to Oakland with us this year. Um, we now have our own room called the Raider Room. It's really wild. You walk in the bar and you look to the right, and there's a big sign over it that says Raider Room. And uh, wow. the, this this wow. year, five Good grief. I'm telling you, dude. This year, five years later, we have 55 paid members. Um, Good. I don't know how. I don't know how to happen other you than to say they all that fit in the Raider Room. We do, yeah. The fire code is 60, so we're going to run into trouble here. <laughs> and uh, Scott, actually, Scott actually said to me, he goes, oh, hell, if we got to, we'll, we'll take up the whole bar. <laughs> so said, That's excellent. So that's how we came to be. Um, it's very surreal for me. Very surreal. It's It's been my vision all along just to have Raider fans together. Um, one of the things I actually – I talk to the club right. every week at every game – and one of the things I stress is the family part. We're a family. I, we have a giant mall here. Uh, it's, I think, the sixth biggest mall in the nation. And I told these guys, when you guys go down there at Christmas time, I want you to pay attention. You'll see Bills and Giants fans walk by each other and never acknowledge each other. Pittsburgh fans, they don't even give them the time of day. Cowboy fans. But when you see that shield, what do you do? You're running across that mall to give a freaking fist pump and a Raider Nation. <laughs> We're different. Right. We are different. And that's what makes us so special. And, you know, to see us grow this way and to draw in more fans every year and every season, um, it just really, it's it's great to see. It, it allows us to, to sort of foster that family atmosphere and to really bring it forward in the nation. And I really love that. That's kind of what I'm all about is the family. That is 
It's fantastic, man. So you you guys literally went from seven people your first week to now you got your own Raider room packed with 55 and you're five away from busting the fire code. I mean, yeah. that's incredible. And and in New York, nonetheless. I mean, you got the Jets, man. You got the Giants. I mean, you got Who? the Bills. I mean, you got everything up there. Who? I know, right? I mean, you got you. <laughs> you this is you a family got, show, so I won't say what I want to say. Thank you. Everybody. I mean, <laughs> thanks. But I mean, that that is incredible. That that really, it, we've talked about it on this show before, that it really is a nation. I mean, we have talked to people from England. I've talked to people from uh, South America. I mean, it, it is it is incredible um, how far-reaching Raider Nation is. And every time, you know, you see it in the news, it pops up, Cowboy Nation, Steeler Nation. And it's like, no. No, we're the only we're the only team out of 32 that's ever had a hat made by the NFL that says Raider Nation. That's where it originated, Ooh. and you have to and you have to. I mean, I do it kindly usually, but you have to remind people. No, no, no. There, there is no other nation. Steelers Nation. That doesn't even sound right. I mean, that doesn't <laughs> trip lightly off the tongue like Raider yeah. Nation does. So that 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 is really cool to get to see. Just, I mean. Something that you had a vision. You didn't know where it was going to go. You didn't know if it might not even go anywhere uh, in in the corner of the U.S. And then all of a sudden, now it's just—I mean, now you're you're shuttling to Oakland, California. All right, now let me ask you: Are you guys going to be doing the same thing heading into Vegas? Or will you guys be making trips to Vegas uh, when they get that stadium put up uh, to be going in and hitting uh, Vegas Raiders games there? H e double hockey sticks to the yes. Yeah, let me tell you something. Dude. I love Las Vegas. I love it. We've been there twice to play the national title for nine ball and eight ball. Um, there's nothing. Wow. It was funny too, because when they announced that we were going to Vegas, my wife comes up to me and says, you are playing every night of league. I said, why is that? Because there is no one so there's no one in this league that wants to get back to Vegas more than you right now. So that's true. So yeah, I'm playing pretty good pool right now. Adam Roy. Well, and that's awesome. That's not the only thing that your club does is just get together. There's there's some charity stuff going on too. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that? I would love to because it's something very dear to me. Um Throughout my entire life, through all my my uh, my work history, and now through my own, um, I own a fishing shop that we do an awful lot of charity through here as well. It's very dear to me to give back to the community. The community has given a lot to us in one way or another. So it's to me, it's incredibly important to give back. Uh, it's also a way to show the true heart of the Raider Nation. Um, you know, I in the beginning when I started wanting to form a club, I wasn't initially thinking this way until we went to Oakland and to the Boletnikoff dinner with the SBE. Um, seeing what Fred did with his foundation, and I shouldn't even say so much Fred, what Angela has done with that foundation in honor of his daughter who was very tragically murdered in a domestic violence incident. Mm. He took that and he gave back and made a difference. Their foundation has built a home for wayward women and abused women and people who need a, a new start in a safe place. 
uh, we went to that dinner that night and it made a monster, monster impression on me. And, you know, we were talking to Mark Davis there, talking to legends, you know, that year, Rob Moore was our receiver course. He came running up to me and goes, I hear you're from Syracuse. I, I played there. I'm like, well, no kidding. You played there. I watched you, <laughs> play there. you know, and being, you know, we're sitting there, we're on the dance floor dancing right next to Reggie McKenzie and his wife and, you know, got to meet and really talk for some time with coach Flores, who I'm so irritated at the hall of fame right now. I can't stand uh, it, but yeah. that's another story, but to see what <laughs> right. they were able to do by bringing the Raider nation together and bringing to bear the real power of the nation really made me go home and want to do more. So first and foremost, I can't do anything without Jay Morse. Uh, he's my vice president. He's one of the founders with us. It may have been my vision and my dreams without him and Chelsea, we could not have done this. I want to say that right up front. That guy is relentless when it comes to getting stuff done. He's a tech geek. I'm as far from it as you can get. He, he doesn't <laughs> like the spotlight. I love the spotlight. We work perfectly together. So, you know, we, we started talking about this and we said, you know what? We, we want to give back. Um, there was a gentleman who'd been hanging with us for a while. Uh, he was, he lost his life in a, in a tragic crime. We, the first thing we did for charity is we helped raise some money for his family. And that felt great. And we were like, huh? So then our, our the following year, we decided we were going to do uh, some raffles for breast cancer awareness. And we ended up raising like 1300 bucks. Wow. And that was, you know, we maybe had 22 members at that point. I'm like, huh? That's interesting. So every week we started, we went out and bought a bunch of raffles, jerseys, helmets, footballs, autographed pictures, stuff like that. And every week during the game, we do a raffle and all that money goes into our charity. The next year, uh, we chose Clear Path for Veterans. Clear Path is an amazing thing that's here in Syracuse. Uh, they bought an old golf resort and turned it into a outreach center for veterans where they can show up every day and get a free lunch. There's free therapy, there's free wood shop, there's free everything. It's, it's a remarkable place. There should be one in every city, but we have the only one here. Uh, we raised 1300 bucks for them. And when we went to present it to them, uh, they had me talk to the whole dining room full of veterans from World War II all the way up to the, to the current wars. Wow. One of the most humbling things I've ever experienced in my entire life. Um, I had a sergeant major who'd been shot in Afghanistan applauding me, and I felt like I just didn't deserve that. All we wanted to do was give back. We came away from that bristling. We were like, oh, my God, this is just exactly what we want to be. So we then formed our board of directors. There's seven of us now. It's ironically the first seven of us who got together are now our board of directors. And one of the things we did this That's past awesome. year, it is, it's pretty cool. One of the things we did this last year is we put it out there to the club on our page and said, we want you to nominate a charity for the 2018 season. And then once the nominees nominations are out there, we're going to have a board vote on the three that get the most likes, and then we'll decide our charity. Uh, we have a seven-member board so that I don't vote unless there's a tie. And I like it that way. Well, the charity that won was one very, again, close to me. It was the Autism Society of America, Central New York branch. And my niece is on the spectrum. So it meant a whole lot to me to, to see this come to, to be. Well, 
we ended up raising three thousand dollars wow 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 now in the meantime last year when the raiders in buffalo we teamed up with the great lakes raider club and did some events out there we did a tailgate we did a big party in a bar in downtown buffalo where we sold over 500 tickets to raider fans and the bar owner was like i've never seen this in my life this is amazing but we raised fourteen hundred and seventy dollars there for the Blitnikoff Foundation. So this past November, when we went to Oakland for the Charger game and to the Blitnikoff dinner, I got to go on stage with Lincoln Kennedy and Angela Blitnikoff and John and Carmine from New York and hand that fourteen hundred dollar check to them guys on stage. That's that was, great, man. That was nuts, man. I'm looking out in the crowd. I see freaking there's Greg Olson and Mark Davis and just. Willie Brown and it's like, oh my God, Rod Martin, you keep going and going. They're all sitting there watching me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm on stage talking to guys I grew up watching. But wow. you know, that we were like, all right. So at that point, we had raised almost seven grand in our five years for charity. And we've already done our 19 vote. Our 2019 vote is for the Alzheimer's Association of America, is going to be our charity for 2019. Uh, I lost my father-in-law to Alzheimer's. A lot of people in our club have been touched by it. It's another one that's really close to us. Um, back to the Autism Society. We found out something wild this week. Jay signed us up for the Autism Walk. They do it in April. It's where you know everybody walks for autism, for awareness. And when Jay told them the amount of money we had to donate, they made us an official sponsor of the Central New York Autism Walk. Nice. Wow, wow. that's awesome. Salt City Silver and Black is on all their literature, all their advertising. I'm like, this is nuts. Well, and you but guys this- have you guys have got t-shirts that are on sale on DC4L.com as well. And yes. that and, and do the proceeds from that go to the autism foundation? A part a portion of it does, yes. The the owners of DC4L actually offered to donate a portion to them in our on our behalf, which is incredible. Yeah, that's um, awesome. We've ever asked for, you know, and then all of this, all the fundraising goes back to the to the core theme of what I feel we are, and that's the nation. You know, one of the things about Spinning Wheel that is so incredible is it's a very family friendly bar. It's nothing to have a tablecloth pop up and four little kids, three, four, five years old, come screaming out of there wearing Raider jerseys. You know, we're we're bringing the next generation along as we go. We're we're building that from the very ground up. These, these kids are already hooked. You know, Jay's two-year-old always are is already saying, "Where's the Raider game?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, nice. Oh yeah, and he's got it's, he's got one that's like just about ready. Away. Yeah, two weeks away. One no, no, one two ready. Days. Two, two days. days. Yep. Yes. Wow. So I just talked to him tonight, and he said, if, "He said definitely by Friday." I'm like, "Oh boy." So the um, one more. The new baby's name is Tatum. Well, I wonder nice. where it comes from. So yeah, I wonder where. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, guys, the, the, the charitable aspect of what we do is, I think, one of the most important things we do do. We get to watch the Raiders together. We get to celebrate together. We we formed a family, but we're also helping giving back to the community, and that is really, to me, I think, the finest of what we do as a, as a nation in general. I think you find that a lot with the other clubs. Um, it was important to us to do it. The New York Crew does a great job with it. Um, it's a really exciting thing, and I'm very, very, very proud. I think proud is the best word I can use. Yeah, um, and you should be, man. I mean, that's awesome to go from, like Micah said, seven members to 55, and you're raising 
raising money for people that need it that i mean that that's awesome that's you should be very proud of of what you have accomplished and not a very long amount of time either no it's not it's there's been a couple moments where jay and i just like burst out laughing you know between the two of us because we're just like what the heck just happened is is this really (laughs) happening uh yeah i had a moment in oakland a couple years ago we were in the uh the hotel bar and it's full of you know it's full if you've ever been there you you can't imagine what that's like and i just i literally like he got a picture of me and i look like i'm off in space and i'm just like i'm just like soaking it in and i'm like dude we're really doing this you know we're really making this happen and i just i want more it's like we keep saying we've just begun we're right. 5 years old, we have just begun what what do you project for 2019 do you see i mean you guys are at 55 members packing a room right now do you see that growing uh in 2019 are you worried that you guys are gonna have expand the bar there no i I hope so yes i am not worried i'm I'm, i want to um you know he he said it you know we have room that 60 number for the fire marshal is just the raider room that doesn't count the rest of the bar you know, he, the owner said to me, he goes, yeah, in a perfect world, we'll fill this whole damn place with Raider fans. And that's all we need. Um, we I, travel I, well. I, I think what has got me most excited is that for the final game of the year uh, that we all met, we're a three and 12 team or a four and 12 team. And we had 50 people there. Um, nice. You know, I can't imagine what's going to happen when they start to win and they are going to oh. start to, win. you know, right. we're yep. bringing these kind of numbers in on a losing team. Right. And that shows you the dedication of what the nation really is. So when we start to win, yes, I, I do believe we will fill that bar a hundred percent. That is incredible. And you know, you touched on a good point there because you, I mean, for most of my life, I mean, I, there have been very few uh, bright moments uh, for Raider football in, in my lifetime following the Oakland Raiders. And, uh, but it's always amazed me how packed that black hole is, how anytime you go to any bar anywhere on a Sunday, Buffalo Wild Wings, anywhere, you always see the fans out. I mean, we, we could be, we could be two and 10, you know, the season car, you know, was a rookie finally won that first game, you know, against Kansas city. It didn't matter, man. I was I was out there where I was repping my gear. There were people out all over the Raider Nation. They weren't ashamed. They had their stuff on. They had their jerseys on. They were out in full force. And it always has just amazed me because when you look around the league, I've looked. I've seen. I mean, a, a classic case. You know, are the Chargers? You know, right now. <laughs> I mean, the Char- Chargers are a team that had a, cha- a legit shot at the Super Bowl. They still could not fill their stadium all season. I mean, and, and like that's just, that amazes me. Fans. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, we're, we're talking, we're talking, I mean, that that's uh, uh, in comparison, the little old Idaho Boise state Broncos, we have a larger stadium than what currently the chargers are playing in right now. And we pack that place and, yes, and uh, an, an NFL team could not pack an NFL team that is was Super Bowl bound that had had aspirations of a Super Bowl that was expected by many to be a Super Bowl contender still could not fill the stadium. However, the Oakland Raiders year in year out continue to show up in large numbers, continue to support the nation. And like you said, I think 
I, I, I feel I feel bad for the people in Oakland because I can't relate personally. I can't relate to their team leaving uh, the city. I, that's gotta that's just gotta be a terrible feeling to see that happening again and to see you know this team that you're able to to drive minutes away to and enjoy a Raider football game that maybe you've been doing for your whole life um, now leave the city. I am you know. Being here in Idaho, I'm excited for the Vegas State, and I'm excited for that era. I do feel, though, for the people in Oakland. But I think winning ways are are, so, are, are around the corner, and I think they're going to come a little sooner than a lot of people expect. And I think uh, I think with the, the Mayock hire, which we can get into in a bit, um, and just a lot of the, the wheels that are turning there in Oakland, and it looks like they'll be in Oakland again for one more season. I'm jacked for the fans for that to get one more year with them. I, I think, uh, I think you touched on something there that we're, it's right around the corner, man. And, and when it happens, it's going to be exciting. There's not going to be any, you know, tarped off top that, 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 you know, they can't <laughs> fill those seats kind of idea. It's, it's going to be a, a packed house. And I'm, I'm pretty jacked for that because it's been long overdue. For Raider Nation, glad, I would say. I'm glad you mentioned the part about in your lifetime, because something I've been saying for a few years now, I feel horrible for the young fans. But at the same time, I give them a lot of space to be a little bit anxious and act out. I'm going to be 50. <laughs> I've seen three Super Bowl wins right, and, and a loss in my lifetime. I lived the glory days. Right. I know what the Raiders are, what they were, what they're going to be again. So I give a little bit of latitude to the young guys, even though there's times <laughs> where I want to just throw punch them and say, relax. <laughs> um, but, you know, I hope and pray you guys get to see what I did. And I can tell you what, the day it happens, I, I'm going to be a pile of a puddle on the floor. <laughs> I'm going to be so thankful to see it again. You know, it's, it's funny because you, know, you talk about what, First of all, your blue field is good lord, but um, <laughs> but, uh awesome is I think is what he meant later. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, come on, you pulled out the Statue of Liberty against Oklahoma. That was phenomenal. But <laughs> but anyway, you know, I, I I look at this, and there's one thing I've been preaching about what's happening right now, um, and and it it makes a lot of sense when you really put it into perspective. In 15 years, we've had 12 head coaches. Right. How in the heck, what the biggest thing in the NFL when it comes to success is consistency. Yes, okay? absolutely. Derek Carr has had four head coaches, four offensive coordinators, right? four quarterback coaches in five years. Okay. Right. Now look around the league. Belichick and Brady, what, 15 years together? Yep. Uh, yep. Right. Roethlisberger and Tomlin, 12 years together. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, long time together. Until this year, Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers, long time together. The teams that are consistently good, that are consistently going to the playoffs, have a consistency between the coach and the quarterback and a system that works where you can plug and play around them. Right. The minute I saw Gruden signed to 10 years, I literally jumped out of my chair and started punching the air. Because to <laughs> me, that's the first step to consistency, yes. is a commitment to a coach for longer than one year or two years. This guy is making this team his own. He's yep. adding the pieces around him. You had to tear it down. You yep. had to do that. He needed to install his system. And what happened? The end of the year, we went three and four. Right. That shows me the system is working. The team is learning it. 
We know the pieces that are still going to be there. I, I, right now, one of my favorite Raiders is Lee Smith. The guy is a he, he's a hammer. He's yes. a Raider. When yes. I look at him, I see a Raider. I see a guy that could have suited up with Alzado and been, you know, side by side with Gene Upshaw blocking. You know, he's a Raider to me. Um, that those guys are starting to show back up, and I love that. You know, they got their quarterbacks back. They've got their coaches back. They're becoming a family, which is what has to happen for this success to happen. You know, and I'll tell you, it's funny you said that about a 2-10 and team because my first year in Oakland, something happened that just I'll never forget the rest of my life. We're at the Blitnikoff dinner. The team was 0-8. I got up to go to the bathroom, and when I came out of the bathroom in the hotel, there's only one other person walking down the hallway right at me, and that was Mark Davis. And I'm like, Holy crap, he's walking up to me. <laughs> he, he walks up with his hand out, says, Hi, I'm I'm Mark Davis. What's your name? Where you're from? I shake his hand. I'm like, I know who you are, Mr. Davis. He goes, Oh hell, that was my dad. I'm just Mark. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm from Syracuse, New York. And he sort of looked at me funny. He said, You flew all the way here for an 0 and 8 team? I said, Yeah, I bleed silver and black. I said, I'll never leave you guys. And he 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 said to me, he goes, You don't know what that means. He goes, mm. we're working on it. Trust me. And That's you know awesome. what? I did because I saw it in his face. I saw he actually, it meant a lot for him for me to say that. I, right. He really was taken aback by that. And that's what we have here. We have a faithful fan base. You're right, too, about Oakland. I'm a, I'm not a City fan. I'm a Raider fan. I've right. been an Oakland, Oakland, L.A., Oakland, now Las Vegas Raider fan. But I have a lot of friends in Oakland who my heart breaks for. Just mm-hmm. breaks for that. I, I don't put myself in their shoes because I can't even imagine what it must be like. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, everything being put into place is a pathway back to greatness. You can't play in a freaking stadium that's falling apart. Right. You right. Can't play and you can't the flush dirt. the toilets. Yes. You you find rats in the vending machine. I mean, come on. You know, so, skunks in the locker, or there was yeah, skunks somewhere in a tunnel or something. In the tunnel, I yeah. Guess, I hope that when time passes, those fans see the real truth to what's happened here, and stay on board. If they don't, yep. I respect that. If they don't, if if any of them jump off, guess what, guys? I respect that. You live there. I don't. Right. But I hope they stay on board. I truly do because the future is hugely bright and yeah. you know i want you guys to see what i've seen i you know, want to see I, what you've seen i know yes i see i've seen one that. Super Bowl loss and like one winning season in the past 15 years i like i'm right there with you i want to see what you've seen i want to be there when you know i want to say like to my kids you know i i started cheering for these guys when i was like three years old I've lived through the rough patches and now I'm going to celebrate and I'll be right there with you as a puddle on the floor, just emotional as I'll get out because I mean, that's going to mean the world to me. I mean, I'm just a a simpleton from Idaho who, you know, with Micah, we hooked up on on Twitter, just randomly. We started this podcast and, and to be there still podcasting and, and talking about a team that we love, we're very passionate about you know, that's going to be, that is going to be something else when, when it does happen. And uh, I know, I know, you know, who Murph is from, from Raiders fan radio. It was interesting. We had him on a couple weeks ago and he talked about uh, 
shaking hands with John Gruden and Gruden looked him in the eye and said, we're getting this thing turned around. We'll get it turned around. And, and I think they are, they're trying, uh, here in Mayock talk today in, uh, at the combine, uh, during his press conference. I listened to that today. Uh, there are, there's, there's a lot of holes that need to be filled and, and there's a lot of lack of talent, but I have a lot of faith in Mayock. I have a lot of faith in Gruden. And, uh, you know, I'm glad, you know, there's a lot of Raider Nation and a lot of uh, haters of Raider Nation. They're like, well, good luck. Have fun with Gruden for 10 years. I tell you what, he brings us one championship. I don't care. That's all I want. I just want one. So now that they have now that we're back in Oakland, don't think for a minute then an even bigger fire has, has not been lit under their butt. Right. I mean, for one, don't for one minute think that Gruden isn't thinking, let's bring a Super Bowl here this year. Possible? Ah, we, I don't know, but I guarantee you it's changed the way they're thinking going Absolutely. into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you talk about, you know, fans perhaps jumping ship as they move to Vegas. I tell you what, nothing would bring fans to Vegas faster than this team even just making a playoff push, going eight and eight, going nine and seven. And, and for, you know, fans in Oakland realizing this is only going to get better. You know, this is these, look at what we did with three first round picks and a pile full of money in the free agency. Well, guess what? We've got some more first round picks in 2020 and an even bigger pile of money in the free agency in 2020. Um, I think, I think you're absolutely right there. That is a great point. I think you're going to see some, some, some major money thrown around in the offseason. I'm really jacked for this draft. We'll get to that in a second. But that nothing will get this fan base coming to Vegas games faster than than a 2019 season with a lot of promise. And 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 I know a lot of people think I've heard it, you know, the so-called analysts say it's gonna be two or three years before this thing gets turned around, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe it for a second because number one, I think we have the quarterback in Derek Carr that is look at what he did with the weapons he had with with being sacked. What did it end up being? Fifty three times on the season, 52, 53, a, a ridiculous amount. But look what he was still able to do. And and towards even the end of the season, when guys like LaFell were out, guys like Jordy Nelson was in were in and out, Cooper gone, he was still able to put up incredible numbers. And and that just shows you this team still had a lot of faith in Gruden. And in this, in the system that he's putting in place right now. And I just think that we're going to start see where he was. Gruden was, was so in the field. He was, he was prepping the field in 2019 and I, or in 2018. And I think in 2019, you're going to start seeing some of the fruits of that labor starting to come to bear. And I'm, I'm pretty jacked for it. Speaking of the 2019 season, we're going to get into this a little bit. Obviously free agency's right around the corner. You're a big defensive guy. You've told us. Obviously, defense is a big need for Oakland. There are a lot of needs, but I would say defense is front and center. Are, yep. Is there a player or are there a couple of names or even just a name that you'd like to see Oakland go after in the free agency? Yeah, it's pie in the sky, but he's a free agent, and I think he would be an awesome fit. Uh, he For the last several years, he's been wearing gold and green, and he wears 52. <laughs> but, uh, I, uh, hey, he fits the age. He fits the he age fits- group. For me, it's about linebackers. My favorite Raider of all time is Ted Hendricks. I played linebacker. I'm a six foot four, tall, lanky white guy. It was perfect. <laughs> um, 
I, what I said for the longest time, I love to hear Whitehead. Um, I like Markel Lee. I would like to see a seasoned veteran linebacker come in here and really teach them. Right. Play that middle spot, be that captain of the of the defense, somebody with a lot of experience who can bring the, the natural talent that these young guys have. You know, t- teach Arden Key a little bit about getting there. Arden Key was almost there at the end of the year. I mean, the guy's an edge rusher, but he's built like a linebacker. So if you get somebody like a Clay Matthews in there who can say, guys, look, this is what you're missing. This is use this speed in this way. Somebody with the kind of knowledge that he has. That that's my ultimate goal. If I could have any free agent out there, it would be him, just from the experience standpoint and from the teaching standpoint. Um, you know, I, I he's he's my wish list, period. There you go. <laughs> I like it. But, that's a name that doesn't get thrown around quite very often. Well, well, let's be, I mean, let's face it, guys. That is the captain of your defense. That middle linebacker is the guy. Okay. Right. Um, so getting someone in there like that to work with these young guys, I really think this young linebacker crew is going to be incredible in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. They need somebody to help them. They need mm-hmm. a Charles Woodson type player to come in there and put them in their positions and keep them in their holes and to learn the different looks. You get that with their talent. I mean, come on, those guys are fast. Right. They're really right. Nick Morrow's great. Yes. I mean, we yes. have a, a we have a great young core of backers who just need some direction. So that to me yep. personally, that's my guy that I'd like to see. I don't know if we see him. I don't know if Green Bay is going to let him out of there. I doubt it. But right. if if, right. if if it's possible, that's exactly what we need in that position. I like I liked your take on key too because we made I've made Tyler and I have both been big on what we've seen in key in 2018 and the thing that always jumped out to me is he was he was always in the right position he was just always about a half a step behind you know one of the it jumped out in week one I I believe it was uh, the first touchdown Todd Gurley's first touchdown key comes flying off the edge and he's in position he's just caught flat footed Gurley's yeah. able to get around him and go in for the touchdown. But you saw that a lot with key. He was in position. He was right there. He just had to make the play. He had to finish it. And again, I think that's just rookie. I think that's just first year in the NFL. The game is super fast. The game slowed down for him. Uh, And, and so I, I'm, I'm not willing to throw in the towel. I don't think you, I, I think it's nowadays. Anyway, we have an unfair assessment that players within six weeks, if they're not playing like, you know, ridiculous if they're not all-stars in six weeks then kick them to the curb but i think key is one of those guys that a little bit of development and he's going to be one of those players that could be a real piece for oakland on defense uh and a real steal yeah what would that what was that third round round. yeah Yeah. i think that could be we could be looking back on that pick and and going wow correct me if i'm wrong but i think he missed his last year at lsu and so that because before that season then that we drafted him last year, he was like a first round lock. People yep. were looking at him to come out and then right. I think he got suspended. So he missed his whole last year of college. So, I mean, that's that's a year off of football. That's learning a new system. That's learning, uh, you know, to play with the big boys, too. So absolutely. I definitely not given up on him uh, at yet. Well, if you guys look at, if you look at our defense in general, look at what we have on that front half. PJ Hall, another steal. The kid is a ball. Mo Hurst is going to be an all pro. Mo Hurst is going to be one of the best on the game. I think we look back. Sorry to interrupt. I think we look back on that Mo Hurst fifth round pick 
and that is a steal of of the draft. Yep, that's a steal of the draft. I have I have no doubt about that. You take those three, you add in Morrow, Lee, Whitehead, and then you add in a veteran there. You've got one hell of a front setup there. Look at what Frosty Rucker did with the young guys this year. He's an old grizzled vet who there were times where he was the player of the game just because he was able to put these guys in the right places and work with them. You get a little bit more veteran experience to work with these guys. We've got a nucleus of about a 10-year defense that could be an absolute game-breaker defense because you know they're going to address secondary. Conley, he is going to be an all-pro. I said it from the beginning. That kid is – and Carl Joseph, my God. I watch him play, and I see fundamental tackling, which doesn't happen anymore. No. He gets in front of you. He wraps you up. He drives through you to the ground. The guy, yes. the guy could have played in the old days. Fundamentals are there sound with him. So we got two solid pieces there, and you know they're going to put more around him. And I don't yep. care if Woodson says it was a coincidence. Woodson's probably going to be our D, our D back coach, I would think. But you know, come on, <laughs> Rob's no going on record, so, Raider Nation. He's calling it, calling it right say, now. There's no, there's no coincidence, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I see the pieces there in the defense, but they're young and they yeah. need some, some veteran leadership to get them there. And can I think that's coming. Can that? I add another piece that I think is yeah. important that stays there? And I'd like him to be resigned as well as Eric Harris. I agree. 100%. Uh, he's, he's a grinder. I mean, any guy that comes from a, a potato, a potato chip factory, makes it in the CFL and then makes it in the NFL. I want that guy, like, I want that guy on my team. Now, is, is he starter material? Maybe. Uh, he, he did very well this year. I hope we bring him back, if not for anything more than depth. But the guy's a grinder. He loves the nation. Um, and I think he's a good, a good solid piece as well. But I, I agree. I'd like him to bring in a, a linebacker. That, that has been so overlooked for so long somebody that can cover a tight end just every flipping year <laughs> since ken norton jr was here even before that it's like hey it's third and ten where are they going i text Bert, I, our buddy birch who who also is on this podcast uh and, and micah we have a little a group and we're like hey where's the ball going third and ten kelsey, kelsey over the middle that that's where it's going no doubt and we still can't stop it so that's something that I'd like to see them uh, bring in as well. And it uh, is as at the linebacker position, maybe a CJ Mosley. That name's been yep. floated out there. I'd even heck I'd, I'd trade back in the draft and take Devin white. I mean, that's he's fast. He can cover even a, like a, a Mac Wilson, perhaps uh, I've seen him mocked into the second round. Nobody really knows, but um, some, but I'd love to address somebody on defense that's going to be there that's going to be either uh, a stopgap for for four or five years or maybe the next 10 years i'd I'd just love to see somebody come in at the linebacker position and restore some some fear to running backs that try to come out of the backfield yeah and that's that's where i think the veteran presence is important because that's the guy that's going to stand there and tell them young guys you need to be here Hey, hey, here, here it comes, here it comes, comes, you know, here comes that tight end. That's right. in the beginning. I feel we need a year or two of that. Just and yes, go get those young guys in the draft. 
but we still I really feel we need that veteran presence just to bring them along until they can take it up on their own and we can find the leader within that pack to take that spot. If that happens like that, we've got a core that's going to be here for a long time. And then you get that consistency I was talking about, and then we move forward. And uh, we're not that far off, guys. That's the thing that bothers me. We're right there. I mean, you know, you talk about Allegedly, 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 to borrow Micah's phrase, we need a pass rush. So I think that probably gets addressed either in free agency or via the draft as well as somebody on the opposite side of key or make key a specialist and we grab two ends. But uh, yeah, that's that was that's something that I think we address as well as is those those edge defenders. Speaking of the draft, Rob, I'm going to ask you straight out. You're the GM of the Raiders. You're sitting there with the pick number four. Who do you take? There's two names and only two names, and I struggle with them okay. both. Uh, one's an edge rusher and one's an interior lineman. Uh, okay. Oh, William boy. from Alabama and Farrell from Clemson. Um, oh. oh. I, that likes me, Rob. You got I'm me. An, I'm, in, I'm in ACC territory. I see Clemson. We've watched Syracuse. Um, Beat them last year and almost beat them this year. I've gotten to see the guy play. Um, it's tough for me, though, because I, I don't think you could go wrong with either one. Um, I think if you put Williams next to P.J. Hall and Mo Hurst, you have got, oh, my God, what you would have. You I mean, would have almost like a, a Sue and Donald type yes. duo yep. going on, except younger, much younger. <laughs> I'm not convinced that Williams can't do the edge thing either. He's so big and so fast. He could be that guy that might becomes the double, the double trouble there. Yep. But to me, it's, it's actually, it's honestly, it's very simple. It's one of those two. I, I don't I think like you let either one of them pass. I mean, if, if they're both there at four, that's tough. I, I yep. wouldn't want to have to make that call. Cause I don't think you can lose either way. <laughs> I like That's it. interesting. I, I haven't, I've heard trade back for Farrell. I've never heard take Farrell at four. Um, He's fast, man. He He's is fast. fast. And see, if you look back at Gunther's ends in his defense, he's got that, well, on the interior defensive line, he's got that Geno Atkins type, which I think yep. P.J. Hall and Mo Hurst kind of fit that, but I think Quinnen Williams fits that even better. Uh, and then you've got like the tall, lanky ends, like the Michael Johnson uh, uh, screaming off the edge. So a, a key fits one of those. Uh, how big? How big? Do you know how big is Cleveland Farrell? He's. I want to say six one. I don't know about his weight. Okay, because that would be that would be another tall guy coming off, yeah. or rather, tall guy coming off the edge on the other side. So, I mean. That kind of fits the Gunther mold. I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they did too. I mean, if they're both there, I'm gonna be honest. My pick would be Williams. That's I'm I'm in love with the guy. I, yeah. I I'm a plot after my Syracuse Orange. I love watching Bama football. Uh, they shove the ball down your throat. They run downhill. Their defense is absolutely nasty. Um, yeah. There's nothing they do I don't like except for they got crushed by Clemson. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but. He is such a powerful figure. He's going to be in this league a long time, and I think he's a game changer. I don't think people run on us if he's in that on that line. I really don't. I don't think you right. can. 
I think right. I like your I like your comparison to Sue and Donald. I think I think that line would look similar to that, but a lot younger and faster. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, it, like I said, if they're both there, I have to take Williams. I would be happy with either one. Yeah, and that's a that's a big thing too because when we look at the draft, yeah, I, I told Tyler this week the combine is neither here nor there for me. I want I want. I want to see what you've done in a game. I want actual on-field proven talent. And I feel like in the past, in drafts, I wouldn't say necessarily last year, but in years past, we've seen a lot of uh, potential. You know, we, we're drafting guys high up with a lot of quote-unquote upside. And and I'm tired of, dra- of drafting guys in the first round with a lot of upside. I want guys who for the last two, three, four years in college have dominated and are going to be able to step in like a first rounder should and make a difference their first year. Not, not you know, well, in two or three years, hopefully this guy, like a, like a, a Jihad Ward, you know, well, in two or three years, you know, maybe this guy will be really good. You know, th- those kinds of players. I, I, It's time for Oakland, like they did with Conley. Now, Conley had the injury. Nobody can foresee that. But they took a player who actually had proven on-field talent. You could go and look at his tape. You could go and look at it and go, look, this guy week in and week out was fantastic, and he's a game-changer. Is there any doubt that Conley's a game-changer? Absolutely. That guy is phenomenal. And we've only seen, I think, we've scratched the surface of what Conley's going to be able to do, and he's going to hold down that side of the defense, that side of the field, for a lot of years for Oakland, in my opinion. And I'm excited to see who they get opposite of him uh, because with – Three first-round picks. You never know. I mean, if we trade back, maybe there's a guy like Greedy Williams out of LSU, something like that there. Oh, man. Then all of a sudden you're looking at, I mean, you're looking at a secondary that's gone from, you know, a, leaky is 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 a favorable term for our secondary. <laughs> um, yeah. To all of a sudden it's something that's that might be close to lockdown, like what you saw in Seattle for a lot of years. So oh, man, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty jacked. I said Con- Connolly is awesome while reincarnated. Right, right. And you saw it over and over. I mean, one of the big plays, I believe it was, uh, I don't remember who it was against, but when he batted that ball back inbounds for the safety the to make the interception, was that the Jets? Oh, my yeah, gosh. I like mean, that, that's first year. A, is that something that we have just been absolutely just craving in our secondary? Yeah. A, 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 a defender, a DB that will turn his head to look for the ball, will make plays like that. And it was it was so fun to finally see that this year uh, for right. Oakland. Because again, much, much over much overdue. We Raider Nation, man, we need a defense because I tell you what, it was weird last year. Was it just me? But we would lock down in like the first half and about halfway through the third. And then, you know, there were so many times I felt like in the fourth quarter, we'd either tie the game or we'd be three points down. And you're like, all right, defense, you've held pretty well all game. And then all of a sudden in that fourth quarter, they would just let this, you know, like an 80-yard drive develop. And it was just aggro. You'd pull your hair out. It was like, you know, you've held them to 17 points all game. And then we need a stop. And and the Chiefs would go down and score a touchdown. And it was just like, That's the youth. That's the youth. Yep. That, that's exactly. not having that field general out there, keeping them up, right. getting in their face. Right. Getting, well, that's, and I don't blame them. They're young. They're new to the league. You've yes. got all this raw talent, but you need to mold that raw talent. You know, it's very yep. rare when you get a player that steps into the pros and actually becomes that dominant right off the bat. You know, They get yep. tired. They're on the field a lot. Our offense wasn't moving the ball. The defense was getting beat up. 
So yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. So I think okay. another I think another name to go along with Greedy Williams that I'd like to see, and he may drop down further and be there in the twenties is Byron Murphy, the cornerback out of Washington. Uh, he's a he's a speedy little guy. Actually, he's got good size for a corner. So that's another name to watch as well as is Byron Murphy. Also, uh, I've seen DeAndre Baker uh, there sitting around the the corner from Georgia. So. Yeah, I think, you know, if you could add, and and that's where I think Rob and I will get along great is because I'm a defensive guy too. Like if you could add, if you could add a linebacker, if you could add like a Quinn and Williams and then another, like a safety or a corner in the first round, heck yeah, man, I'm all about that. But I keep oh, yeah. seeing, I keep seeing everybody picking a, a running back or I, I wouldn't even be mad with a wide receiver to be downright honest at 24, 27 and Akeel Harry, something like that. Uh, a, a Debo, what's his name? Debo Samuels Sam, out of North Carolina state. Uh, but uh, yeah, he anyway. gave us fits this year. We won a game. Syracuse won a game, but he gave us fits. Yeah. And, and something like that. I mean, but I'm a defensive guy, and gosh dang it, I want some freaking defensive picks this year. That's what I really want. I, I want some solid, not looking to reach. I'm looking for somebody that's coming in, showed me on their college game tape that they can play, that they deserve to be there. And uh, I think we've got a good guy in place in Mayock who's been watching film for years. And to me, it feels like we've kind of got a spy, like we've got a one up. Now, Raider Nation may not appreciate that. They may not agree with me, but the man knows football. The man knows how to evaluate talent. And we have him sitting in our GM spot. So that's huge to me for this year, especially we've got a hit on those picks. We've got a hit on free agency. And next year, we got a hit on the draft again. Yep. You know, it's funny, too, because when Mayock said he's been receiving phone calls for 10 years about coming to an organization <laughs> and he chose and he chose here because he wanted to work with Gruden. I got chills, guys. That's I mean, awesome. this is yep. this, this is not just some GM. This yeah. is not just any. This is a guy who has made his living evaluating talent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Incredible. Yep. It's incredible. I think that's thus far. You know, it's not. And it's not a sexy pick when you're usually when you're hiring coaches and and personnel that way. You know, most fans want to see, you know, who's the big name free agent? Who's the who's that pick in the draft? You know, that you've been eyeing all year and you're excited your team got. But I tell you what, I think might end up proving to be. Uh, probably will end up proving to be in the long run, probably the best off season move Oakland's done in 2019. And like I said, it's not maybe for, for the fans in the know, for the people who do appreciate his work and what I think we're going to see in the future. Um, they understand it now, but I think for maybe just the average fan for the person who, who, you know, shows up on Sunday, wearing the Raider gear, excited to watch a football game. I don't think we understand yet what Mayock brings to the table um, but we're going to start seeing that. Uh, we're going to start kind of seeing the fruits of that as well as as the okay. years go on. And we're going to start seeing it here in just a few weeks, starting free agency, and then as we get into the draft. So, Rob, man, we really appreciate you coming on. I'm not going to let you go, though, until you answer one of life's tough questions. Uh, we always pick a random question each week with our peeps on the podcast. 
and usually doesn't have to do anything about football. I'll just give you a heads up about that. We tackle <laughs> the tough questions in life. This week, this is Tyler, you have to jump in here as well. I've given this a lot of thought, way more thought than probably I should have. <laughs> but it's hit Lord. me recently. There, there are a lot of flavors of M&Ms out there. And I'm a big <laughs> M&M fan. I mean, you've got you've got regular M&Ms, you got peanut M&Ms. When you think M&M, you know, you think for popcorn, that's usually what I think. You got M&Ms, you got regular M&Ms, you got dark chocolate M&Ms. Uh, they even have peppermint M&Ms now. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic during the holiday season. You've also got, uh, they also have caramel-filled M&Ms, almond M&Ms. I'm not going to tell you which one's the pretzel. best. But I want to know. Uh, you you tell me, because I already know what the best M&M is out there. But tell what what's the best M&M on the market right now to pleasure your taste buds with? Oh, well... I would say peanut until the mint ones came along. Oh, I love the mint ones. <laughs> yes, yes, Tyler. So, so, so now let me ask. So, Rob, is that is that your final answer? Is that yeah, the, it the is. peppermint yeah. M and M's, Tyler? Yeah. I am. Uh, it's a toss up. You guys ever have the coconut M and M's? Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Oh man. <laughs> I'm a fan of coconut. I like the coconut M&Ms. Uh, I'm going to have to go with a tried and true classic. Uh, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of peanut butter. Get those two together. I'm a sucker for a bag of peanut butter M&Ms. Wow. See, now, I have to, unfortunately, both of those answers were incorrect because the best <laughs> M&M out there, the best M&M out there is the pretzel. M&M. I'll tell you why. You have you crunch of the pretzel. Then you have the salt. You have the salt from the pretzel in the M&M. And when you mix salt and chocolate and crunch, the the angels sing is what happens. And and that bar none is the best M&M out there. Uh, so if you have not tried pretzel M&Ms, uh, I'm just telling you right now that Raider Nation, do yourself a, if you love yourself, go get yourself a bag of pretzel M&Ms. And I, I eat this whole bag. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I eat this bag. I don't, a lot don't of even search into this. It, it has, and I tell you what, because I ate a whole bag and I went back and bought another bag, <laughs> and that was like in the same day because oh, I cool. underestimated the tastiness of of pretzel M and M. So okay, well that's fair though, because I, I have to say the 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 peppermint M and Ms uh, during the holiday season that's that's pretty rocking and rolling, and they've come up with a good product there. So. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Well, Rob, before we go, I know you have some thoughts on the state of the Raider Nation. It's, it seems like bef more than before, we're divided, man, on things like, I mean, we ran a poll recently whether cars should stay or go, and it was darn near 50-50 on, on just something with a quarterback. There's been a lot of upheaval with the move, with just, I mean, enduring losing season after losing season. That always compounds everything when you're losing. It just seems like frustrations. It just it just boils over, maybe even more than it should. What what is your uh, what what's your message to Raider Nation and and how to stay strong and keep the faith? Well, before I go into that, I want to just say that it took Kenny Stabler twelve years to become the Raiders' all-time leading passer. And Derek Carr now needs 240 yards to break that all-time leading record, and he's going into his sixth season. 
So I want that to set in with a nation. I want you guys to think about that. Here's a kid who's had four head coaches. He's had four defenses. He's had four offensive coordinators, four quarterback coaches. He has thrown for 19,000 yards in those seasons. He's had years with no offensive line where he ran for his life. He's shown us flashes of brilliance. He's played with a broken back, a broken hand. He broke his leg. And he has still, after missing games for all that, he's 240 yards away from being the Raiders' all-time leading passer. What does that show you? Heart. An incredible amount of heart. You know, unfortunately, guys, we're, we're talking to each other on Skype through a smartphone, okay? Unfortunately, the young fans who di- who haven't had the opportunity to understand the winning and the mystique have had Facebook and social media and platforms to vent their frustrations, sometimes in not the most positive way. It's easy to be an armchair quarterback, an armchair GM. It's easy to opine on things that you're just frustrated and angry with. Um, however, if you look at what's in front of you, if you really step back, if you set it like everything in this world right now, if you could eliminate the emotion and look at things from a, a, log- a logical manner in a straight manner where you're not worked up, you're not fired up, you're not angry. If you can really obsess, you know, uh, go ahead and assess what's out there. What you see is pieces falling into place. Okay. I talked about how special the nation was earlier, guys. We need to remember that. We've got to stop bashing each other. We've got to start listening to each other's opinion and respecting it. If I don't agree with you, that's fine. That's what human beings are. You know, some of my best friend, my niece, my adorable niece (laughs) is a Chiefs fan. Oh, no. Man. And she's a brutal cheese fan. <laughs> I love her to death. She is my 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 youngest sister's oldest daughter, but she's a cheese fan. And we go back and forth like cats and dogs, but we love each other. And at the end of the day, it, we get, it's a big hug, and uh, we're going to get you next time. You, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but my opinion doesn't make – your opinion doesn't make you wrong. My opinion doesn't make me right. We're all entitled to it. I want to see the nation get back to where we all embrace each other and we can have these conversations without calling each other names, without (laughs) ragging on our quarterback. Come on. The kid is Oakland through and through. He's a Raider. He restructured his deal to try to keep people. You know, I had an interesting conversation with Greg Olson in Oakland this year. He said the car begged them to sign Mac first. This wow. guy is a Raider, okay? He's a Raider. And I really want these guys out there to just sit back and have each other's back like we always have. You know, mm-hmm. I, if you're wearing that shield, you're my brother. You're my sister, okay? And even though we might have a difference of opinion, when it comes game day, we are all one family. That shield makes you family, okay? Yeah. Please don't lose sight of that, guys and gals. Please don't lose sight of what we have. It is special. There's nothing else like this in sports, period, except for maybe those crazies in England when it comes to their soccer. They're a little bit over the top. <laughs> yeah, they kill <laughs> people for that. Or down in South America. I've seen that as well. Yeah. But we have something so special. And, you know, I, I see real life starting to drag itself into the nation, and it drives me nuts. 
you know, there should never be a divide by race. It's one of the other things that makes us so special. We don't care who you are, what you look like, what your economic situation is. You wear the shield. You're our brother. You're our sister, period. Okay. And we just need right. to remember that. Guys, Nation, when this draft comes up and when training camp starts, please give these guys a chance. Right. This coaching staff has one season under its belt, and it had to do the dirty before it could do the good. He had to do the things he needed to do to, to make this team his. He's got his quarterback. That's not changing. Get it out of your head. Kyler Murray is not coming. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so tired of that. Yes, I I'm agree. I'm tired of it. Let it go. Okay. Get Wrap yourself around this team like you always have. Bring your kids up in it. And that's the other thing. What are the kids thinking when they're seeing some of the stuff being said out there. I got to admit, I, I came, I, I had a almost embarrassing moment at Oakland this year. At the end of the Charger game, I went down to the rally to get some pictures with our club flag and all that. And there were a couple of guys there saying some things about Carr that embarrassed me. I was like, how can you stand here in the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum and yell things like that at our quarterback? It's not what we're about. Right. We're not that. We're just not that. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to, be, to critique. But some of the venom, it's just not worthy of a Raider. It's just not. So please, guys, get it together. Have fun, man. That's what the nation is. We are we are a family. I, can't, I keep going back to family because that's what we are. And we just need to fix this divide. And again, winning will do that. Absolutely. Yeah. They start to win. All this negativity will go away. In the meantime, it's up to the old veterans like myself to be the voice of reason. And if it, you'll see a lot of times where I go onto a, a group post and be like, guys, look, stop. You know, it, it, you have to be the voice of reason because so many of these people allow the emotion to carry them away. And then, then they do things they regret or they say things they just don't mean. And that's where we need to really focus on that younger generation and be that guide you know, like I said earlier, I saw it. I've lived it. I want to live it again. I want you all to live it again. Everybody to live it again. Those of us that did know it. And I'm craving it, guys. Yeah. I can feel it coming. It's there. I, it really awesome. is. So, so Raider Nation, keep it together. Stay as one. If we, it's united, we will succeed. Divided, we will fall. And that is so true. I like it. Robert, man, we really appreciate it. And before you go, where can the Raider Nation find you? What platforms are you guys on? Uh, our, our main page is Facebook. Um, we are okay. at Salt City Silver and Black. Um, we're also on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. Um, Jay is amazing on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm learning Twitter. <laughs> I, I didn't need another platform, but I guess I should have it. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Q's Raider at Twitter. Um, Raider nation CNY is our page on Twitter. Okay. Um, hit us up on all our platforms. Find us. Uh, if you are in the upstate New York area and you're ever around Syracuse and you want to come see us and hang out with us, we'd love to have you. Um, we, last year we had some guys from Rochester pop in some guys from Utica pop in. You never know who's going to pop in. 
Um, we're working at, we always do off season stuff. We did a Syracuse crunch game. That's our hockey team. We do a baseball game with the Syracuse Mets. We do a lot of activities to keep the club together outside of the season. Cause that's the one thing I didn't want to do. I didn't want to just be a football club. I wanted to form a family that is a family and hangs out together. Um, the spinning wheel restaurant in North Syracuse is our home. Uh, you can find them on Facebook as well. Uh, you can't miss them. Their giant sign out front has a big banner with our logo on it that says nice. this is the home of the CNY Raider Nation. So that's that's our home base. We'll be there all the time. Uh, they have great clam bake. If you're in the area and you want to eat some seafood, you got to hit them. They're great. I like it. So our memberships are, are available now. Uh, $25, you can become a member. We have members, I think, in Sweden. Wow. <laughs> it's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's, we're, we're excited. We'd love to see more people. If you're, if you're in the area and you want to come hang out with a bunch of crazy Raider fans and just have a really good time, come on down. We'd love to have you. Sweet. Awesome. May take you up on that. I got to hey, get I a got, shot. I got one quick question for you two. You know, you like this trivia thing. Okay. Yes, sir. Who's the greatest Raider ever? Oh, boy. See, dang, now I'm on the spot for this. Yes, um. Sir. Gosh, I feel like it's a cop out, but <laughs> I don't. I've always loved Charles Woodson, and I I don't know if he's the greatest Raider ever though, because he was gone. So, uh, see, you're talking to a young Raider fan. That's the problem. See, and I I I don't. You know, I wasn't around for the mm -hmm. truly great Raiders. You know, so I can't. Uh, oh man, Tyler, I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna right. think about this. I'm going old school. I'm going uh, Al Davis. Bam. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay. I'm glad. Oh, Tyler, yep. you speak for me too then. Because <laughs> that's exactly awesome. right. It's a, it's a constant conversation. It's a constant back and forth. But the thing is, especially the young guys don't realize there's no Raiders. There's no Raider nation. There's no nothing that we know without that man. He is the greatest Raider that ever lived. I will argue that till my death. Very, it. very, very impressed, Tyler. Very good. Well, thank you. I, uh, I will go take a bow later. And that's, see, um, that's my problem because see, as a young fan, I saw the old Al Davis. I saw the Al Davis that everybody <laughs> was saying, Oh, it's time for him to sell the team. It's time for us to move on. It's time for us. You know, I saw that. So that's what I was indoctrinated with. I didn't see Al Davis, who established Raider Nation, who 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 has done all these things. As as I've learned more about his past and his history, it's truly awe-inspiring what yeah. he did with the organization. But I wasn't there, and and I wasn't around it, so I don't appreciate it like like other people do like robert like you do you know so i you asked me the greatest raider of all time you know I, pff, my memory goes back to you know <laughs> when we had jerry rice on the team brown you know those kinds of He's players i remember those guys you know yeah so, but you know what the thing is but the key the key to the question was of all time I so see. granted you weren't you weren't here to to see it but you know enough about the history i know yeah. that i hear it in your podcast i hear it in the passion that you have and that's the key to the nation is to, to connect that history to what's happening now and to bring them together. That's yep. why I ask the question all the time. I hear the debates all the time and everybody, and some people, you can really tell the age difference when that debate comes up. Some <laughs> of the answers that come up, I'm like, what? <laughs> I can't even say that, but it's okay because that's why. So, I mean, keep teaching guys. That's the number one thing. It's like in anything we do in this world, as we get older, we need to pass it on. 
um, whether it's to you or to the next generation. It, our pa the passion of what we do lives on through the next generation, and it's up to us. I see it in my everyday life. I've been in the fishing industry for 33 years now. I am at the point now where I'm that guy who 30 years ago I was looking up to. And it's important for me to pass on the knowledge that I've accrued to that next generation of fishermen. And the same thing goes with the Raider Nation. We need to pass it on to that next generation so they truly appreciate where we came from to where we're going. That's a great segue into my last question. And my last question for you, Rob, is I know you own a bait shop. I know yeah. you love fishing. I don't know if you know this, but Micah has a YouTube channel, shameless plug. And I love fishing. I grew up fishing with my grandpa. We have mostly trout, some salmon, crappie. Uh, what else we got, Micah? Catfish. We've got a lot of catfish and bass as well in bass, Idaho. There we yeah. go. What is your number one fish that you love to target? Just the absolute favorite fish that you love to, to fish for. Well, since I fished my first bass tournament 35 years ago, and I currently still fish a lot of tournaments a year. That's pretty easy. That's a largemouth bass. I love it. I love it. And that's here in Idaho, we have it's predominantly smallmouth. Love a good smallmouth bite. So if you can get in on a lake or a reservoir um, or even some of the rivers around here, you can find some of the largemouth bass. It's almost kind of a prized fish uh, here in Idaho. So that's awesome. You, that's guys, awesome. you guys have right now one of the best professional bass fisherman in the world is from idaho so really which guys, part do you know uh i, I off the top of my head i i probably do but i'm brain dead right now his name is brandon <laughs> polinick okay and, uh, he, he won bassmaster elite series angler of the year there a couple years ago uh he is by far one of the top pros in the world and he's right out of your little state well, love there it. we go love yep. it Robert, man, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming on, talking to us and the nation about the state of affairs that is Raider Nation. Sounds like we'll be Oakland for one more season at least, so I'm excited yeah, for that. Excited for the fans down in Oakland. But, Robert, man, again, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for coming on, and we'll have to do this again for sure. I'd love to, man. Hey, thanks, Bye. Rob. Appreciate it, man. It's been, it's been get, good getting to know you. And like Micah said, we'll we'll have to get you back on. It's been awesome, bud. Yeah, man. You guys have a great night. I really appreciate it. Much love from the East Coast. Love it. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. you so much, Robert. Raider Nation. Raider Nation, baby, all day. Peace. Peace. Raider Nation, that was fantastic. Robert, again, thank you so much for your time, for your insights. I loved his closing statements there about Raider Nation coming together. You know, I think a big a big part of that is, is through social media, it allows people to maybe be a little bit more bold or a little more outspoken uh, about maybe inside thoughts that should stay inside thoughts and not become outside thoughts, at least to the masses. You know, if you want to voice that kind of outside thought to yourself, to your own circle of friends, I guess, you know, you do you. But it allows people now just a larger platform to, uh, like he said, maybe say and do things that uh, uh, maybe not in the best interest or that you would, for, you know, 
wish you hadn't done later down the road. So yes. always, you know, th- that's, that is the one thing with social media, man. It's a fantastic platform to get your voice out there to be heard, but at the same time, you can get in a lot of trouble with it. So that is a uh, uh, lesson to be learned there for sure. But it, I, you know what, going back though, to that, that man, Raider Nation, we really have, I mean, stuck through this thing through thick and thin, and it's been pretty cool to see, uh, um, see the nation continue to be a nation and it hasn't faltered in my opinion in any way and it's going to be fun when this thing does come together and to uh uh be able to enjoy the good times because so far man dude i'm 25 years old and for most of my life uh minus what was it 2016 and minus some of the first years i ever i actually started to pay attention to football and then i loved the oakland raiders just because I liked Rich Gannon, I liked Jerry Rice, I liked Tim Brown, um, and I loved the silver and black, man. The uniforms are just killer. They're yeah. crushing it. I love I love the logo, and I think that's what really drew me at a young age to the Oakland Raiders um, was that pirate, man, that 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 marauder. I, I love it. And uh, uh, But, man, besides those years, uh, it, it's been pretty rough. So I am rough. ready— it, it, I, I am ready to enjoy some good times. And I like he said, like Robert said, I think it's right around the corner. It's there. Just hold on a little longer. So, But that was a fantastic interview. Great again. interview. Thanks again, Rob, for coming on and, and talking with us. And great club that they've got going on out there. Yep. Uh, make sure you follow them on Twitter and Facebook. And, uh, yeah, awesome what they do. I think it's awesome what they do with their with their charities. Like, that's that's awesome. That's awesome to me. Keep it up, guys. If there's any way we can help out, please let us know. We'd love to do that. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, uh, one thing that he said that kind of resonated with me was uh, just, I guess, just being kind to people in the nation. We are a big family, a giant family. I mean, even he mentioned like the, the people who go, who are, are soccer fans, they don't encompass the globe like raider nation literally encompasses the globe you've got the united states the united kingdom scotland ireland uh brazil Uh, those are just a few of the places and and nothing really kind of nothing else is like that so let's be kind to each other let's be nice to each other there was uh if you have the chance take the high road it actually feels good I had to do that this week and uh, had to ask some <laughs> advice from, from a wise sage who has been on this show. I won't reveal my sources, uh, but uh, thanks to him, he knows who he is. And uh, sometimes it is, it's it's uh, just better to take the high road, turn the other cheek and uh, allow karma to do its work. So um, Raider Nation, we love you. We're thankful for you. And uh Let's keep rocking it. Let's be nice. Let's be kind. Like it. Like it. Raider Nation, as always, we appreciate you tuning into the podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Again, like I said, go give them a follow. Go give us a follow if you haven't already. We much appreciate it. In the meantime, give us a call, 208-557-9771 to get on the show. We appreciate you tuning in. We will see you in the next episode. Just win, baby. 